Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome to Voice America. Happy 2020 still, I think we're allowed to say that. And uh, I have come back from a wonderful experience in Florida, a couple of them. And the Soulful Retreat is uh, going to be a product of several guests over the next month or so. But Alan is going to be one of the guests that I was really, really impressed with. Uh, He's a very shy man, so we're going to have to get him out of his shell. That's going to be quite a task in itself. So we are going to be bringing him on pretty soon. I understand, Andre, you're out in Cali on uh, Mountain Time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on Pacific Time uh, and and sounding a little rough this morning. And that's because I had a a fabulous um, whirlwind of activities here from meeting with PH Dental, which is a huge conglomerate of uh, dental products and services that uh, I was able to pitch the Keep Smiling movement to. And so we'll be seeing how we'll be moving forward with them in the future. And uh, also this weekend was at City Summit. And then last night had two city gala or city gala, which was an Oscars party, as well as the Hollywood tribute uh, that I went and did the red carpet there as well. Uh, so two uh, really fun activities late last night uh, with some really amazing people that we were able to photograph and introduce the Keep Smiling movement to. I also was able to speak on stage and share our message. So uh, great works. Very excited. Okay. Well, very cool. We're going to go back to that in a second. But you said you talked to a dental supply company. Mm-hmm. That I guess they supply equipment to dentists. I'm not really seeing the correlation between dental equipment and key smiling movement. Maybe you could help make that bridge for me. <laughs> well, one of the things I did find out with uh, research I've done the last two weeks with working with larger dental companies and calling manufacturers is that they did say that dentists, um, the dentists that we are looking for are the ones who are really uh, looking to look. They even taught me how to look at their websites and look who's being innovated. They said the dental industry um, as a stereotype has been a little slow to jump on board with things like digital marketing and um, books and information and personal development. But those who are doing innovation and looking at new technology, how to do teeth and looking at holistic medicine in addition to their dental practice are the dentists that are going to be so in line with the Keep Smiling movement. So super exciting to know that information. And already I've noticed a difference because I talked to several dentists this weekend and I could tell in the languaging that I used who was grabbing it and on board and who was like, I just don't know. So it's just really interesting to hear uh, the industry uh, differences and how we can approach them differently. Well, I was going to quiz Alan on when National Smile Day is because it's ironic that we have been doing the Q Smiling Movement so long and I don't really recall embracing or celebrating that day like a good movement should. So that's on May 31st, and we have roughly 100 days to get ready to play really big and be on all the big networks, all the big shows. And maybe Alan, with his wisdom, can share with us how we can take the National Smile Day and convert that into really, really big uh, exposure for the Keep Smiling movement. 
So that'll be pretty cool. And we are up to 80 books. And, you know, I think I've twisted Alan's arm enough that he may be our 85th book. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Janet Smith Warfield from the uh, Soulful Retreat who has agreed to be one. Of, and her book is called Shift. All things, her book is called Shift. And then Mark Porteous, who is the power of one person who put together this amazing soulful retreat. He is, I think, number 83. So how exciting. So why don't we bring Alan on? There's, I'm sure he's biting at the bit to get over the shyness that he has. So bring, <laughs> bring him on. So Alan Davidson. <laughs> Alan Davidson is the creator of Evolutionary Mystic Meditation, and he's the founder of ThroughYourBody.com, also an author, a number one best-selling author, by the way, Body Brilliance, Mastering Your Five Vital Intelligences. He's a previous board member for the Center of Integral Wisdom with Ken Wilber, Mark Gaffney, Barbara Max Hubbard, uh, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, John Gray, and so many more. 30-plus uh, years in massage, meditation, movement, human transformation. And when he launched his book, Body Brilliance, it not only became the number one best-selling health and wellness book, as well as number seven on Barnes & Noble's top 100 books. Congratulations on that. He also was named the 2007 Blazer Kennedy Inner Circle Houston Marketer of the Year. Having lots of friends who have won that, that is an amazing, amazing feat. And since then, he's helped over 125 mind-body-spirit entrepreneurs launch online products and services that share their message, have give a greater impact and boost their sales. So right in alignment with what we do for Keep Smiling Movement as far as amplifying messages. So he now also has the Enlightening Expert Schools that helps entrepreneurs in personal development who are heart-centered in business and who have spiritual development fields to master the online component of their businesses. Welcome to the show, Ellen. I hear that you are an absolute doll and I had a lovely time meeting you already. Well, hello, Ken and Andrea, and I'm thrilled to be here with you. So, I guess God uh, wasn't too happy with the fact you were only going to be on for 27 minutes, so he had the, our other guests potentially forget that this show is happening. So, you might be doing two segments, young man. All right. Well, you forgot to mention, everyone, that in addition to a whiz-bang marketing expert and meditation teacher, I am an old drag queen from Texas. So, you know... You give me a stage and a microphone, honey, and I'll sing all day long for you. I'll tell you what, we picked the wrong time to do just audio only, huh? We should have waited until March <laughs> when we were integrating our video and, and got, got downright, uh, I guess, dancing, huh? Well, since it is radio, I must warn you, I still have my hair in sponge curlers this morning, so. Okay. Well, if you could uh, post a photo later, we'd love to use that photo to <laughs> say that's how you dressed up. <laughs> So let's start off with uh, introducing you to our guest as a, I guess, as our tradition is, what was it like to be little Alan and what happened uh, in your childhood that may have caused you to become who you are today? Well, uh, ironically, uh, as a young queer kid growing up in rural Texas, I was very shy um, and Fortunately, at a certain point, we moved to a suburb of Dallas, Texas, and I started to bloom and blossom. And when I realized that Dallas had its own gay ghetto, its own gay mecca, I got there as quickly as I could. And with a little alcohol and a little drugs, um, this uh, persona of uh, the, the drag queen uh, was born. And I moved to Houston 
and um, very quickly was the meth junkie, drag queen, bartender to the fabulous, which uh, I was an IV drug user for every weekend for about six years. And the first miracle in my life, Ken, is that when we learned that HIV AIDS was caused by a virus, I assumed I was going to die a very painful, excruciating, lonely death because I had already shared syringes with men who had died from AIDS. Mm. But I got sober, and I had to decide, am I making short-term plans for my life or am I making long-term plans for my life? And um, I was. I went to the Montrose Clinic here in Houston. I was, and I still am, HIV negative. And that's a, that's a miracle. And I always had a passion for spirituality and um, psychology and sort of merging East and West. And when I left the AIDS clinic that day, I vowed to use my sobriety and get my act together and really be of service and help my community that was suffering so much from the AIDS epidemic. And a few months later, I found myself in massage school uh, and... um, taught massage for 10 years. I still see a few clients 30 years later. And, um, but I wrote a book in 2006, and thank God I had written the book before I found out I had to be the one to market it. Um, so I threw myself into online marketing and book marketing, and that's where I met and uh, heard about Dan Kennedy, and um, just found I have a real knack for it. I'd run a very successful massage practice all those years. And um, at a certain point, I knew that I wanted to touch more than just one person at a time on a massage table. And that's sort of when I launched the meditation piece, the embodied meditation. But then I also realized there were all these other fantastic, heart-centered, spiritually-centered entrepreneurs that desperately had something to offer the world, but they didn't. They were so afraid and intimidated by marketing and online marketing. And so I started very discerningly choosing who I wanted to work with so that they could amplify their impact in the world. Um, And so I sort of wear two hats, or maybe three, I should say two hats and a wig. Um, You know, I'm a meditation teacher, I help people with their online marketing, and then there's that persona, the drag queen that's raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for AIDS charities over the years. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'm very interested in who you are and how you've helped people, and you are extremely effective at helping people be successful. And I think a lot of people would agree that uh, that when you're not marketing, you're genius, you're just a secret. So having someone like you to really help share with the world uh, a skill set or a, a, a gift that God gives you with marketing, all of a sudden you can actually have a life of abundance and have the impact that you want to have in the world. So bravo mm-hmm. to you, sir. And Thank you. With, with that, everything you've said so far is why I wanted to pick you as one of uh, the authors for the Key Smiling Movement to wrap our 100 books and send them to some very famous people to get us on, I guess, national networks. So mm-hmm. I, I hope you accept that. It's only a, a two-hour template to fill out, but it would be very close to the, the format of this show. So let's talk about uh, Mr. Mark Porteous, since he is the one who put us together, and he introduced me to a lot of people there that I had not met that I was very grateful 
to have met. And not only that, I think we'll be lifelong friends as well as uh, big reasons why the movement will shift and be so much more impactful and so much more abundant. So when you went to the event, uh, that was the first one. Did you find that uh, there were a lot of people you knew or were a lot of new friends that you were making? Well, yes and yes, Ken. Um, there were definitely plenty of people I knew, and there were plenty of new friends. And, um, you know, in the sort of spiritual business world, I know a lot of people and had the privilege to actually work with, you know, some of the top, you know, authors and, and business trainers. And so, much to my surprise, there were actually some real heavy hitters in the room that I had not met yet and did not know. So it was very exciting for me to meet some of the people I'd heard about but didn't meet, and then, of course, reconnect with you know part of my soul family, and then to meet new people like you um, that uh, I predict uh, will be long time, long term, you know, soul friends. Well, so we give a little shout out to those people that impressed you. Feel free to name two, three, or a couple more if you want of the people that really not only impressed you, but impacted you? Uh, well, I would say uh, Marion Head, uh, who works with Revolutionary Agreements, uh, Deborah Poneman, who is the creator of the Yes to Success. Um, and actually, I would say you, Ken, because I actually got to spend some time with you on our adventure out that night and really, you know, get to see your stick in full action and the way, you know, how much fun you and how much your soul shines when you're teasing and playing with people, but then to actually see a little bit behind the, that persona and to see that intention of, you know, what does it mean to create a movement of an authentic soul smile that is uplifting um, the people that you share that, that smile with and uplifting the world as you do it. Well, thank you for that, Alan. I wanted to give, I, I know Mark will be listening to this show later uh, because I'm going to be sharing this in the group, but... Uh, what would you like to say to Mark, basically live on the air? Well, uh, what I would say to Mark is that it is extraordinary to see him living into his destiny or his genius or his dharma, whatever word you want to call it, and just to keep doing it 100%. You know, there's a great philosopher named Dolly Parton, and she said, figure out who you are and do it 100%. And uh, so I recommend that Mark just keep doing who he is 100%. And in that process, he's touching a lot of lives. And that, that genius that he has will ripple out and touch hundreds, thousands, millions of people at some point. I so agree. So your role there was very interesting because your presentation was about, uh, I believe, the five elements of how to create a successful launch with conversion and you were doing this to share with people how they should do it and yet it was being done technically right after you gave that presentation by mark to the people so it was it was really cool to see that in action because when you see the uh the art and science of sales uh done with integrity you're excited to play as an audience and so i applaud you on your presentation i wanted to give the audience an opportunity to hear it to the degree you'd like to share, but I'd like you to go into some depth into how, how it works and why it works. Well, and, you know, the whole program that Mark put together in Orlando, like you said, it's the first year. They're already working on, you know, 2021. And it is really 
you know, that soulful, visionary leadership. So the first thing is, you know, connecting with your soul. And then if you're an entrepreneur, connecting your soul to your business. And then connecting to the soul of your products and programs and the offers you create to sell them. So, you know, I'm sort of picking up very much in the middle of that conversation, Ken. Um, so it's making sure that you are in alignment with your destiny or your genius or your, you know, core talents um, and sharing them from that authentic place. And so what I was talking about is how do you create a soulful offer? And, you know, in any business, whether you're an on- online business, a brick-and-mortar business, any kind of transaction, you need two things. It's very simple, and people tend to complicate this. You need an offer that converts, that genuinely helps people, that really provides a transformation of some kind. It gives them the skill that they need. It helps them change, you know, who they're being from self-doubting or self-critical or afraid to being courageous and confident and solve a specific and measurable problem. So you need to have an offer that converts and that people genuinely want. That's half the formula. The other side is you need eyes and hearts and souls uh, to hear about your offer. And so what happens in business a lot of times is people are shining their light and trying to stop anybody on the street going, hey, you want what I have to offer? When you can really hone in and be a lighthouse and really just start to speak to the people that are a match for your particular offer. So you need eyes and you need an offer. It's that simple, Ken. So that's where I think that we need to start with. And then it's like, how do you construct an offer from there? Yeah, the thing I was so impressed with is the amount of time you spent, Alan, on sharing with the audience that not everyone is ready to do a launch. And if you don't have case studies and proof in the pudding that what you're offering is effective and will make a difference and will create the value and solve the problem you say it's going to solve, that you're basically going to risk your reputation and get discouraged because you're not going to have a successful launch. I loved that part of your presentation. Well, you know, as a soulful entrepreneur, Ken, you know, there's this distinction between living in my head or living in my left brain or living in my ego and then moving and living in my soul. And if I'm just living in my left brain, it's very easy to believe my own press. And so if I come up with a brilliant idea or an idea that I think is brilliant, and then I go to launch it and I tap all my friends to be partners for it and help get the word out, but there's no proof of concept, then I've hurt myself, I've hurt my own business, I've hurt potential customers, and I've hurt my partners. And so I'm a firm believer that every spiritual entrepreneur should have what I call a signature process. You know, a process that takes a customer or client from wherever they are, and we can unpack that story a little later if you want to, to a specific and measurable outcome. And that transformation solves the specific and measurable problem, but it also serves an internal problem and a universal problem. And in that transformation, then a client can say they've had a dramatic change in their life, whether that's in their health, in their relationships, in their money, in their performance, in work or in life, um, or in their spiritual connection. And so if you don't have dramatic, 
transformational stories of people that you've helped with your signature process uh, and proof of concept that it works, that people want to buy it, and the stories of people whose lives are changed. If you don't have that, you do yourself and your potential customers a disservice if you um, try to pull the trigger on a launch or something like that before you have those things in place. Thank you for that information. I, I had a particular question. Uh, in reviewing information about you, I realized that you have some guidance on even just starting the pitch on how people can present that in such a way that it starts with the correct information. Would you take us through that? Um, well, so I'm a storyteller, Andrea. And so, you know, yeah. I think that every pitch has to begin with some, you know, every guide, every leader, every business person has to start with a story. And it's a story that does one important thing first and foremost. It connects you heart to heart. It creates empathy. It's like, I, I'm a lot like you. I feel you. I understand what you're going through. I've been there and I've helped people transform that. So, you know, any pitch is really about that human connection that emotional connection, because we actually buy with our hearts, and then we have to make sense of it through our left brain um, to, you know, rationalize why we make an, an investment. So the second thing in any pitch, Andrea, is that not only do you have to connect empathetically heart to heart, but then you have to establish authority. People have to trust that you know what you're doing and that you can help people, and very specifically, you can help them with their internal problems and their external problems, and they can trust you to do that. So any pitch has to set the groundwork of those two things, and then you move into, okay, what are the elements of an offer? And, and Ken and I were just talking about it's that transformation. Like, okay, this is the transformation that's possible for you. And from there, then you start to unpack the other four elements of the offer, and we can dive into those if you want to. We certainly yeah, can. I would I just, love to do that. Well, I wanted. I would love to do that. In fact, Alan, I'd like to just take the lead here and say I'd really love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to quick interject, Ken. Um, I don't normally do this, but this is um, uh, this is very pertinent to what he just shared, and something you don't know about that I shared earlier this week. And people, the whole audience was so related to what we're doing. Uh, last week Sunday, when I got off of my flight to go home, I had a horrible bus driver that was slamming our stuff around for the shuttle bus to the cars, and I knew obviously she was having a bad day. I was the last one off of her bus after she almost t-boned another vehicle, and she's slamming my luggage around. And I took the Keep Smiling cards out of my purse in a $10 bill. And I handed her one of the cards and I said, it's a little obvious to me that you're having a bad day. I have a gift for you. And I gave her a Keep Smiling card. And she took it and she just kind of grunted and looked at it. And I said, often when people are having a bad day, they've lost their smile. I care about yours. And if there's anything I can do to help, please let me. And then I handed her a second card, and I said, often when people are uh, disconnected or feeling like they're having a bad day, they've lost a connection with someone else. Would you be willing to give this to that other person in your life and tell them that you miss their smile and tell them, let's work it out? She started bawling, and she told me that she thought that her day um, 
that was unraveling so fast that it was done, and she had actually planned to go home and kill herself. And um, uh, so I just kept talking to her, and then I gave her the $10 bill and said, you know, here, do you want me to go with you? Let's go get a coffee or something. Do you need someone to sit with you? And by this time, we're both laughing. We had had a, created a relationship. And she said, no, I, I, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to call my friend, and everything's going to work out. And, and she... And she thanked me, and, and I followed, you know, followed up with her. Two days later, a very similar situation happened, and I actually told that story using those cards about the other person. And then that person told me as well that they were planning on killing themselves, and that because we made them smile, it made a difference in their lives. So our impact is so huge of what we're doing way beyond you know, amplifying messages and business and, and products and goods and services for literally saving lives as well. Yes, and you're saving a life even if you're not living a life. For instance, if you're not going to commit suicide, but you're in the drudgery of not enjoying life, then you're also not living a life. So we're saving a life by inspiring someone to be grateful, to um, to have the ripple effect, to share with other people that they matter. And I wanted to comment before I forget this, Alan, that when you were sharing um, that technology, which I'll call it, uh, what I heard were three T's that were kind of an epiphany for me to remember. Transparency, truth, and transformation. And I, I think the transparency is sharing your heart, as you said, with the story, but the position yourself with authority is actually the case studies proving that you belong there. And then the promise of transformation, obviously, is the value proposition. So I just wanted to kind of throw that little epiphany in that I had. And I know we got to go to break real soon. So if you're going to comment, just come back to us real quick because we got to go to break and then we'll we'll be back for a second segment. Good, Alan. Well, you know, and you know, I love that you framed it with the three T's because, um, you know, I'm all about, you know, connecting to my soul and my destiny and my genius and my dharma. And, and what Andrea shared in that beautiful story about smiling is when I do that, when I'm centered in my body and my heart and my mind and my soul and I shine my light, then I, that is my authentic soul. That is my authentic smile. That's my best smile. And the simplest way to build any energy is to help another human being, as Andrea just did. You know, it would have been very easy for her to be frustrated, angry, and bitter about the way she'd been treated. But no, she took the moment to connect heart to heart and to help another human being. And the energy that builds in her own body. So, you know, that's why we do what we do. Whether there's money that changes hand in a transaction, it is how do we help each other along the way so that we can really create a different world and we can all connect to our authentic smile and share that smile in the world. Beautiful. Andre, you want to give a shout-out to our sponsors as we go to break? Yes, I do. Thank you so much to Hit Check, to Voice America, The Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, and The Red Carpet Connection, and, of course, the Keep Smiling movement. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. Welcome back. And the Keep Smiling movement is rocking on this show because we're going to be talking about how you can take what you believe in and turn it into a movement, but more importantly, have that movement use some of the technology that Alan's sharing to actually make a bigger impact in the world. So, Alan, I know a lot of people were probably very impressed with what you had to share and would like to connect with you. Can we start off by having you share your call sign? And I wanted to also say, whenever I have a guest on that is just so spiritually connected, I always feel like, golly gee, we should have added them to our sponsor list because technically you're making our show so much more valuable to uh, Voice America and the audience. So thank you for uh, giving your heart to the show. Thank you. Uh, pleased to do it. And um, so when you say call sign, you mean like my website? The website, how people can connect with you, follow you, reach with reach you. Yes. Right, great. Well, my website is throughyourbody.com. It's T-H-R-O-U-G-H, throughyourbody.com. I'm an old body worker and spirit manifests itself in the world, soul manifests itself in the world through our bodies. So throughyourbody.com, and you can go to my website, you can check things out, uh, and you can contact me um, through throughyourbody.com. And you can find me, uh, I'm primarily on Facebook, so Alan Davidson, A-L-A-N-D-A-V-I-D-S-O-N on Facebook. Super. So back in... 1999, you will get the, the ebook, or I should say you probably have gotten them, but uh, you'll have a chance to read about Barry Shore, who uh, had uh, Barry Gilliam uh, disorder uh, syndrome that actually affected his nervous system, and he was handed a key smiling card, and I'm not going to tell you the full story because you can read that later, but he gave me that uh, a key smiling card in March of 2015, and it had such an impact on me because I said, this is the message I've been waiting for since 2008 when my mom had passed that was a sign that I wanted to look for something that was pure positive and could be related to um, a measure a measurement of how much you're impacting the world and I said you know what a leader who impacts the world is creating more smiles inspiring more smiles that's what I want to do so the movement was founded in my head, and over time, it became literally a movement with all the photos, the, the viral campaigns on social media that were not technically organized, but just lots of really great events with great leaders. And then, by and by, a year later, we put a book together to see what it was like. We're at 80 books right now, Alan, as you heard. Um, with March 31st around the corner, basically about 100 days away, if you had this movement, which I 
basically would love you on my board and to include you as you wish. What would you advise for us? And if you make it a little more generic for anyone that would want to have an impact and create a movement, what would you do with a plan like that if you had a national holiday and you wanted to really show up that day? Well, first and foremost, the national holiday is a fantastic way to get the media's attention to what you want to do. And so I hear this a lot. You know, a lot of people in the spiritual community want to create a movement. You know, want to transform the world, uplift the world, help the world. But again, a movement is something that is created by hearts that are touched and inspired to action. And so the, the first thing, one, your books are a fantastic way to get your message out there and get people buying books or reading books or enjoying books and then connecting to what I'm going to call their soul smile. Their soul smile. Because I live in the Deep South. I've lived in the Deep South most of my life. And, you know, there's the fake smile and then there's the soul smile. And um, so it's that distinction of really connecting to who you are and just that spark of joy or presence or connection or heart in any moment. And so, you know, how selling your books and enrolling people through your books is really the first important stage. And how do you get that message over every platform and the invitation to keep buying the books and sharing the books and getting the cards and sharing the cards? So that's first and foremost, and that's a specific and measurable result. We're coming back to an offer, you know, and how do you measure the effects of your books and the effects of your movement. And so when you start to look at movement, then, you know, it gets a little trickier. But there are, there are ways to calculate if people are smiling more from that soul place and they're helping each other from that soul place. What are the measurable markers in that? So we can unpack that a little later if you want to. So, you know, the thing is, is to create and enroll as many ambassadors It's not only creating your smile books, but then being ambassadors and helping to sell them and get them as many hands and as many hearts as possible. So that's where I would focus. And then the call to action is, and it's exactly what Andrea shared in her story with the driver. It's like, I would love in the midst of your pain and whatever's going on in your bad day to see your smile. And I wonder if you're not smiling is because you're missing somebody else's smile in your life. Would you be willing to give them a card? That is a fantastic call to action. That's a pay-it-forward call to action. So building that in. So it's not enough of, oh, I want to see your smile, but here's an extra card or here's 10 extra cards. Would you be willing to give these out, you know, in your day or your week and give them to people and invite them to, you know, connect to someone who smiled that they miss? And that is how you start to systematically build a movement in that sort of pay-it-forward sort of way and make those cards as readily available um, and inexpensively as, as possible so that people can really ripple out with that soul smile. Well, apparently we have 1.7 million of these cards out in the world right now. And um, we are dispersing them through our website for free. There's, they're in 25 languages, Alan. So our goal is to get actually to 100 languages, but to actually change the fronts of the cards so that when you hand a card to someone in another language, you can actually say it phonetically because it, sa- it shows you how to say it. 
or on the front of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we really want to make this an international movement. I wanted to ask you, being that it's the beginning of 2020, what is what is your mission and vision to really play big this year? Um, well, I would when I think in terms of at the day of my death, and I look back, Ken, you know, it's like right now, 96 percent of the Earth's population is living within their ego, their personality, and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of suffering because people are stuck there. That means only four, uh, 6% of the world's population can begin to transcend that personality, that ego, and move into a heart space and connect from a place of deeper, more resonant love. But only 1% of the world's population of 7.8 billion people can actually move into what the mystics would call enlightenment. And my, my life's journey is to help raise that number, that percentage of people who are enlightened, who have embodied stillness, who have embodied love, and who have embodied their own soul's purpose, um, that they're unshakable with that, from 1% where we are now to 10%. And mm-hmm. if that can happen, the problems, the cruelty, the violence, the hatred that consume so much of our world and our time and attention and energy and money will be transformed. So that's my sort of life goal, and notice it's specific and measurable. But 2020, Ken, what I would love to do is, in support of my life's destiny, is to run a product launch for His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And he does a four-day ritual and initiation of initiating bodhisattvas uh, of compassion. And that is a spiritual being who has dedicated himself or herself to the enlightenment, the healing, the wholeness, the love of every conscious being on the planet. And what I would love to do is to create a product launch where His Holiness is initiating as many bodhisattvas of love, of compassion in the world that want that for themselves. And it in my imagination, it would be a charity drive. It would be the largest single charity drive in the history of the world, bigger than Live Aid was in the 80s, the musical concert for the famine in Ethiopia. And it would be the biggest product launch. But it would serve to bring more kindness and more love into the world with these people taking the Bodhisattva vow. So that's my wow. goal for the year. Alan, that is humongous and you couldn't have picked a bigger name or more congruent name to the Key Smiley movement. I kid you not that I have been putting that into the universe every single day since probably September of last year, every single day, that I want to meet the Dalai Lama and to be um, to enroll him in the fact that he is someone we want to honor with the movement, that he epitomizes the message of Key Smiling. And when I read the quote, Be the Change You Want to See in the World with Gandhi, Obviously, with him not being available to hold the card, the Dalai Lama was really the most congruent person living. And there's a gentleman named Anil Gupta, who I would like to connect you with, who is arranging a a retreat to the Taj Mahal in April with the Dalai Lama for one week. So I'm going to connect the two of you. My hope is that somehow uh, this this is part of my journey as well, because it is the ultimate tribute to have... A, a living person that is living almost as a prophet of causing love, inspiration, and joy 
every single second he's alive. So I, I'm blown away that you mentioned <laughs> this and right. that, that question elicited that. that. That is crazy. Wow. Well, and think of an ambassador of a soul smile. You know, mm-hmm. and yes. one of my favorite stories of the Dalai Lama, and this speaks to, you know, our ability to always come back to the center of our soul, is uh, he was actually doing an initiation of the Bodhisattva vow uh, in Dharamsala. And um, somebody came in uh, and basically whispered into his ear, and people in the audience could see his face just fall, and that he started to cry. And then he looked up to the audience and said, um, the Chinese authorities have just executed a hundred Tibetan uh, monks and nuns. Let us mm. pray for the Chinese. Mm. And, you know, to end that weight of that kind of news, to be able to say, I'm as concerned of the souls for the Chinese persecutors in that moment. Um, as everyone here that's taking on this vow, the Bodhisattva. And to have that elasticity, that emotional elasticity, to weep and cry when the moment calls for it, and to feel the depth of his grief, and then to be able to smile and to laugh as fully as he does. Now that's the promise of that deep spiritual work, to be able to hold that unshakable center and be true to who I am as a human being and a body, but also to my soul's destiny and genius and dharma. Yes, and I just recently heard uh, a a quote or depiction of Mother Teresa that she would never join in a protest against war because it was more negative and more attracting to uh, acknowledging war, but she would do a a movement or anything that was for peace and love. And that really speaks to that. Wow. It really does. And uh, yeah, yeah, I will never come to an anti-war protest. But ask me to come to a peace gathering, I'm there. Yes. So, Alan, have you met the Dalai Lama? I have not had the privilege of meeting the Dalai Lama uh, in person yet. And I feel, based on this conversation, that we are expediting that that possibility. Right. Well, and it's funny you said that Marion Head, who was at Mark's event, is on a board of directors with His Holiness. And and she basically said to me, I like you, I like what I see, I need to know you better before I introduce you directly to his people. So it's, just, you know, my job is to, like right here in this moment with you and Andrea, is to show up and be the absolute 100 best of myself. You know, going back to Dolly Parton, figure out who you are and do it 100%. Uh, and, you know, and, and that is wrestling with my own shadows, Ken, the parts of us that want to submit to you know, pain and, you know, violence and domination and manipulation and to wrestle with those consciously uh, and to transform that into that place of love to be a real healing force. And I think that, you know, one of the themes in Mark's event in uh, 2020 that we just were at together, we really talk about the evolution of humanity, but then can a new evolved human being also needs an evolution of business and an evolution of marketing because the old paradigms of power and manipulation in sales do simply do not work. People are becoming so skeptical, skeptical and distrustful that those old paradigms of marketing don't work. They need a new paradigm of business and marketing that is based on authenticity, integrity, as you said earlier, and allowing people to 
see your soul, and then to share the good news about your work and the transformation possible for them uh, from your soul. And, and people are starved for that in the world, Ken. That's right. I want to say that uh, a very long time ago, I embraced the word sales as a very, very positive and powerful verb, and that, and that word meant to serve and to solve problems. And you can imagine with that being my meaning for sales that I've had very little problem <laughs> making sales. <laughs> you know? Right. And so that is actually funny that we're in a place right now where there are so many skeptics, but your tonality of your voice and your conviction to serve actually shows up in your delivery of sales and certainly the reviews you earn as a result of that commitment. Thank you. So I wanted to give Andrea an opportunity to ask a question. I know she has uh, some regarding your books. We're going to take a quick dive into your book that you uh, had that I did not get a chance to read, and I look forward to getting a copy of it or to buy a copy of it. And then we're going to go to rapid fire. Go ahead, Andrea. Well, within your book, you know, you're talking about accepting different uh, levels of self and, and seeing who you are and how you express yourself. I wondered if you could, you know, for shortness of time, you could pick one of those that you feel would most resonate with everyone and, and share with us how to take us through that. Well, if I, if I could pick two and very quickly go through them. Uh, so Please. the fun, you know, it's, it's so easy to talk about soul and living your soul and being in the world and being a spiritual or soulful entrepreneur or person in the world. Um, but I think that there has to be, at the center of all that, a set of non-negotiable rituals or practices that we use um, that, are, that are so important. Now, Andrew, I'm going to ask you, have you seen any of the wonderful Asian martial arts movie like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or maybe even like the Matrix movies where they do all those amazing martial art movements? Absolutely, yes. Well, the secret to all of those spectacular movements starts with a very, very simple exercise, and I can walk us through it in 60 seconds if, if you'd like. Go for it. Okay, so everyone rub your hands together really quick, and then... Place your thumbs in your belly button and let your palms come just underneath your navel. That is your center, and that is the Dantian in Chinese, it's the Har in Japanese, it's the second chakra in our more Western astral body work. Um, but if you will just lean to one side and then come back to your center. Lean to the other side and come back to your center. Lean forward and return to center. Lean backward and return to center. Now, if you're sitting, you just sort of lift your sits bone up out of the chair. Just lift your whole upper body. If you're standing, you can really come up on the balls of your feet. And when you're ready, just drop into your center. And that's just a very simple centering. Side to side, front to back, up and down. And when we are physically centered, then it's possible to become centered in the heart and open the heart, to be centered in your mind and open into the stillness, the infinite stillness, and then centering in your soul. Very, very simple physical practice. It's the basis of all martial arts, Tai Chi, Kung Fu, Aikido. And so I always start from center. And then we have to look at, based on my book, The Five Intelligences, Physical, Emotional, Mental, Moral, and Spiritual, 
Well, those are intelligences, but they're energies. And we can deplete those energies, and it's so essential to rest and restore those energies. So there are rituals that restore our physical energy, our emotional energy. And Andrea, the story you you told earlier about helping that woman who was thinking about suicide, helping another human being is the most significant way to boost your emotional energy within your own self. Mental energy, uh, meditation is an example of that, Uh, the willpower, the moral energy. It's like, are you acting in the world according to your values? And then spiritual energy. You know, what is the actual spiritual energy of the subtle body? And so it's so important to know that each of those can be depleted and each of those can be recharged. And so when I have those regular regular non-negotiable practices of centering and recharging my energies, then I can actually show up present in the moment and from that place be impactful. And Andrea, what impressed me so much in the story that you told is so many people would have been offended and hurt and angry and obnoxious to that driver and returned the anger and the, the energy that she had. But you had a center, some sort of a center in you that responded with kindness. And we all need to flex the muscles of that kind of a center so that when we are stressed and when we are faced with opposition, when we're faced with aggression, that we can respond with compassion and kindness. So that's what I would say about the important thing sort of in my book, sensing and centering your body and then knowing that you have those five energies and that it's essential to restore each of those to be at peak performance. So I'd like to regress to a comment you made earlier about your goal to uh, go from 1% to 10%. So we have an audience listening to us, and some of them may be new and really unaware that they exist in uh, the previous two. What would you deem the 96% uh, if we were to name them as a group, and how can what is something they can do to uh, escalate their spirituality, their soul, their their enjoyment of life into the 5% and then right after that, name that 5% and how they can get into enlightenment, please. Well, uh, I love that you asked that, but we only have a few minutes left in the talk. I know, I know, I know. Well, just briefly. But, um, you know, basically it's very simple. When you start to have some sense of self-awareness, you can start to say, you can measure any action that you take. Is it based on fear or habit and conditioning? which all habit conditioning is, you know, underlying it is fear, basically. Or is this choice that I'm making really in service to another human being, and is it from a place of love or kindness? And so if you really start to look at your motivation and your choices, that's the easiest way to discern. Oh, you know, I'm doing this, you know, habitually because I've always done it this way. Uh, Or I can really sense that energy of fear in my body that's underlying these habits and choices, Um, or I'm moving in. So, you know, what I would call that group of uh, 94% of the world is I would call them ordinary human beings. It's part of the journey, you know, and it's just that they've forgotten who they are. The 6% that can move move into the heart, that's a complete expansiveness of the self. And most people listening to this will have had what I call a spiritual experience, whether that is 
watching a a beautiful sunset or sunrise, whether it's watching a fire, whether it's standing and watching a baby breathe as it sleeps, or maybe just surrendering into the hug of a beloved. There's that sense of time flows and thoughts flow, and whoever you imagine yourself to be really expands. There's an openness to that moment. Thank you. That is transcending your fear-based self and moving into a greater part of yourself. So a mystical experience and enlightening experience is when you can move even beyond that. You move beyond thought. You move beyond time. And you really start to move into that cosmic awareness. And that's that 1%, and that's the mystic. I call it an evolutionary mystic. You can call it a modern mystic, a saint, a sage. It doesn't matter. But it's an experience that's felt through the body, Ken. Thank you. And unfortunately, our rapid fire is going to be very, very tight. So here we go. What's a quote you live by? Well, I'm an old drag queen, so I'm going to give you two. The drag queen says, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And my spiritual self says, meditate on how it is the soul loves the body by Meister Eckhart. And very quickly, what is a go-to movie that inspires you? A go-to movie that inspires me? I love Field of Dreams. And what is a book that changed your life? Um, The one that I love right now is... Um, the Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. Awesome. So, Alan, you have been amplified. Your soul, your leadership, your whole being is so beautiful. I'm so glad we got a whole hour of you. It's so interesting how God said, you know what? We're not letting the second guest remember that they're supposed to be amplified so we can enjoy a very powerful second segment with you. It was such a joy to have you, Arn. And I'm going to let Andrea close out the show with our sponsors. Thank you, and I love you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much, everyone, for sponsoring Amplified with Ken Rashawn. That is The Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America, Hit Check, The Keep Smiling Movement, The Red Carpet Connection. And we um, will look forward to having you listen to us next week when we have another new show for Amplified with Ken Rashawn. Thanks so much. Stay Amplified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.